Hello and welcome to uh, Dark Habits and a Motivar podcast. I'm Spencer and Joel is not here, but that doesn't. But, but you know we have two awesome people also here uh, returning for, for a second time this season. Uh, friend of the show, Amanda. Oh, thanks you. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's always wonderful to be on, and I love talking to you guys. So thank you. You're welcome. And uh, other friend of the show, and Tume. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, great to be back. Great to be yeah. talking. And I'm ha- excited what we're going to talk about as well. Oh, yeah. This is, Intume, your first on this season. Yeah. Yeah, so luckily you'd pick an Amodavar later on, but just to mm-hmm. jump into it, what's your history with Amodavar? You know, it's interesting. Like, so I, the first film that I ever saw of Amodavar, what is it? Is it, is it, is it Talk to Me? Uh, talk to her talk to her excuse me talk to her so i went and saw it i was like i was i was young like i was i was like like out of college or like something like that or like just like and i i didn't get it <laughs> and i and i kind of just like like i don't know who who is this baldivar guy and like i didn't watch his <laughs> movies for years yeah. and then um i i i i lived in spain for a while in barcelona oh, cool. and I knew immediately that I was like, yeah, I'm going to get confronted with like a Moldavar and I'm not going to know anything. (laughs) So I decided to do like a massive, like deep dive into a a Moldavar, like really quickly. And I started with, which is still probably my favorite of his woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And like, I developed a really good relationship with this movie, so I, that that that's that's kind of how how it how it started. It started a little rocky, and then I kind <laughs> of just like just ignored him for like five or six years, and then like since then I've you know I've seen like everything, and 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 I see all the new things and every, and everything. So he's the, he's a regular in my okay. viewing. Yeah, talk to her is a very. That's not a good one to start with. <laughs> yeah, and I went and saw it by myself. It was weird. Oh. I, I, I was like, I'm just gonna go see the Moldavar movie. I was like 22 or some shit. I was like, yeah, let's just go. And I went, and I was just like, huh? <laughs> and I, I like, I just didn't get it at all. And yeah, I didn't uh, know. Yeah, I didn't know what know, I was supposed to get at all. And then, you, yeah. you know, we're not gonna even say what the movie's about because that's kind of part of the part, yeah. part of the point. Is yeah. The <laughs> It is. You can't really do that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that episode is going to be. I don't look forward to talking about certain certain parts of that movie, but I love that movie. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this episode, the loose connection I came up with is Fernando Ray was Spanish. So that means <laughs> I was wondering what it was. I honestly was like, "What is it? What's the Me connection too. here?" Me too. So, yeah, and also the whole um, <laughs> like the the tenets of this season, yeah, are um, uh, female transgressive, um, yeah. like uh, what was the thing? Uh, queer female transgressive, and there's like mm-hmm. a one or two other things that I had, cool. and so this kind of fulfills some of that. Plus Fernando Ray, and that. And we're, we 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 will we will do probably another one on French Connection. Oh, perfect timing! Because the, <laughs> there's an another one that he made in America that I'm saving for next season, 
with okay. Paul Newman, which was the hint for what the next season will be. Are oh. you uh, are you perfectly timing it with uh, Criterion Channel fiasco on the internet? Yo, uh, I, I just saw yeah. that. Yeah. So, long story short, apparently since Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, they've been censoring movies, not telling anyone, and the one that um, is streaming currently on the Criterion Channel, they removed some dialogue from the movie. Hmm. Huh. Like yeah. that's and like that's weird. Like the French Connection is just a it's just a movie. Like like I don't get it. Like what? <laughs> yeah. What can you actually censor in the French Connection that's like not censoring then the whole movie? I don't uh, well, get it. Yeah, supposedly it's um the some dialogue um racist dialogue from oh uh, when well, when yeah when yeah. what's call it? I, I I watched it again. I mean I watch the movie all the time. I watched it again like two months ago, and I I'm always yeah. like. When Doyle he he, call, yes. he says the N word or something like that. Oh yep, come on, yep. come on! He's, I mean, that's the character. The character is racist. Yeah, like you don't so like, like the guy. That's the point. <laughs> so yeah, the point of the movie is you don't like the guy. Come right. On. So I don't I don't know if they're gonna throw asterisks in the subtitles. I don't think they did. I think they cut the whole scene out entirely. But um, uh-huh. actually, uh, like Jamie, oh. wrong real Jamie was tweeting about it and like going off. <laughs> so I was like, oh, like. Yeah, so God knows what else they're, they're censoring on there and not saying anything about, but that, that's oh, Disney great. for you, buying everything, so. Yeah, yeah that that's... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I got rid of Cartoon Channel to replace with first Impact Wrestling, then Ring <laughs> of Honor came back, and was like, oh, Ring of Honor was my jam. So yeah. it, now, so wrestling is more important than Cartoon for me at this point <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, like, understandable. I, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather drive two hours. I'd rather drive two hours for a wrestling show than two hours for a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I have done that already. (laughs) No, no killers of the flower moon for you. (laughs) Uh, no, I'd rather drive to Jersey to the Monster Factory and see some wrestling (laughs) instead. (laughs) Yeah. Or Philly. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is Seven Beauties, the um, the uh, Lena Vertmuller movie. Mm -hmm. This was my first Lena Vertmuller. It was uh, a blind buy because I knew the title, I knew the name, Vert Mueller, and I was like, uh, I saw like a thumbnail or something. I was like, this looks cool, and mm-hmm. uh, Kino had a sale, and this was on sale. It's like, well, I might as well so I can get that free shipping, and that's basically the reason. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad a blind buy worked out. They don't always. <laughs> no, they don't. No. <laughs> Yeah, and this was one of the things where it's like uh, Seven Beauty immediately became one of my like top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. what are, are you guys' history with Seven Beauties? Um, I I can go, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I just kind of um, I think the first movie I saw of hers I was trying to remember was Seduction of Mimi, um, which I think is amazing. Um, but, uh, then I was kind of like, well, what else has she done? And I saw like the popular swept away. And then I saw uh, seven beauties. Um, I'm seen, I think probably about half of her, her movies. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen love and anarchy. I know I haven't seen the lizards, which I definitely need to at some point. Um, but it was just kind of from me just watching Stuction to Mimi. And I got to that point because I was like, I've seen a lot of Antonioni. I've seen a lot of Fellini. I've seen Bertolucci. Like I haven't seen, um, and any of her movies and that's where I kind of dived in after seeing all of theirs and um, really refreshing just her style 
Um, but yeah, I kind of just got to this movie just from trying to get through all of her, you know, important ones to see. And it's still a journey for me. I'm about halfway there, like I said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the third that I saw of hers. I I saw Love and Anarchy about 10 years ago. And on a complete whim, I actually didn't know that much about her. Um, I had read the description um, and I was like, oh, mainly because it was about anarchism. And I was like, I felt like mm-hmm. I feel like anarchism is not something that you would actually see much in movies. And then mm-hmm. I think I read about her that she kind of was like, and I was like, let me watch this. And I immediately fell in love with the movie. I was just like, oh, my God, who is this? This movie like had me in like tears. It was just great. Like tears, like laughing and feeling stuff. And then um, I found out that Seduction of Mimi was the original version of Richard Pryor's Which Way is Up, which I had already seen. Mm -hmm. So I was like, get the fuck out of here. So I watched the Seduction of Mimi and immediately became one of my favorite movies. And then I was like, oh, I love this lady. Let me just watch all her movies. (laughs) And then I grabbed Seven Beauties. And Seven Beauties was a trip because I was expecting to, like, crack up like I did with Uh the section of Mimi and Love and Anarchy. And I just did it. (laughs) And I I loved her more because of it. I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Lots of oh, no's. (laughs) This one is like, oh, no. And I was like, damn, okay. But but then I loved her. I I realized she was even more brilliant because of that. Yeah. I've seen about, I don't know, I've gotten a half. I have seen The Lizards. It's great. You should have seen it. Okay. Um, I've seen, some of her movies are really hard to find. So I, I'm, Yeah, that's I, a part I, of it. Like, yeah. Have you seen, have you seen the uh, Harvey Cartel one? Yes, I have. Oh, the one yeah. that she made for Warner Brothers, I think, right? It was uh-huh. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's not great. It's good. Um, I think um, Martin Kessler, who is the biggest Cartel fan I know, says it's 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 all right for a Kaitel movie. Yeah, it's not mm. great. It seems weirdly edited and I I would love to know more about it and I was I had wished the documentary talked more about that. I've seen like I guess maybe like 8 of her movies, I guess, probably like 7 or 8 of them. Um mm-hmm. um but like to me like the but I I regularly watch The Seduction of Mimi, Love and Anarchy, Seven Beauties, Swept Away and All Screwed Up. I regularly watch those. Summer films. Night is great too. Yeah, Summer Night is really good. That's actually something I need. To, I, I want to get a copy of, but I regularly watch those. And this, um, Summer Night is the '80s one that's um, kind of similar. To, that's what that's swept like, away. That's, that's kind of like swept away, but not. But, but not really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Swept away, kind of. You know. Um, but yeah. So, but and since then, I've just become. I'm. I'm. I'm like a huge fan, and and. I bring up her name regularly whenever I can because, like, I just think she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Seven Beauties, I, I watch probably at least once a year. And every time, it's like. It's not an well, easy watch. Well, <laughs> no. Not, At well, all. Not, 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 not just that, but it's like, it's... how does this movie work? It shouldn't work. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, like, the editing definitely for me. Like, I mean, that's that's what really stands out. Like, I, the yeah. first time I remember seeing it, I was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "Where are we?" <laughs> like, yeah. now we're like, we're laughing and being silly with a bunch of you know uh, prostitutes, and then now you know, then we're gonna cut to like them in the woods, like escaping from the Nazis, and we're gonna cut to you know some other traumatic thing. I was like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, and there's like the jump of a, of body sex comedy to like yeah. now we're in a Nazi death camp. Yeah, it's like. It's it's a magic trick of how this movie 
<laughs> works. Yeah. It is a magic trick. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that but that's what's kind of sublime about her. Like she 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 like ha- always has premises that are just like almost a little far too far fetched. So you're just yeah. like, come on, lady. Like you, 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 like come on, lady. But then, like about like half hour into it, you're you're completely sold, right? Yeah. And yeah. like you, you just buy all of it, and then you're also like repulsed, touched. It's vulgar. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, this. I mean, I. I was gonna say this. This is her most vulgar film, but then like I can't really say that though because Swept mm-hmm. Away is pretty vulgar, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. and then there's I mean, and then like I mean, Seduction of Mimi might, might, might have the most vulgar sex scene of all time. <laughs> yes, like, and and that's saying a lot considering Seven Beauty's big sex scene at the end, right? Oh, this, but like, <laughs> that's <laughs> like the only really funny part of this movie to me. Like, I don't want to jump ahead, but that part had me dying, especially when she opens his eyes. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Wait, every time, no, every time he's he's like looking at her though. He's like he's like. He's <laughs> like, like, why do you think that licking your brow and your when you're in a concentration camp outfit is gonna make you dude. look more attractive, dude? Like, yeah, I was that, he's like rubbing the dirt do? off and like, 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 dude, you're just dirt all over your body. Yeah. Like, what is that going to do? And like when he was like, you know, like trying to like, you know, pretend to kiss her and then kind of like, you know, make googly oh, eyes at her when she's driving around him and he's standing there, I was dying. Like, God, I was like, <laughs> God no, he has me. Hey, yeah, I mean, Giancarlo Giannini, like he—he's just—he's just so good. So yeah, like, there's moments that he just does shit. You just like, dude, you got to be in tears. You got to stop. You, yeah, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, <laughs> he you're is, killing me. He is a lot of the just the comedy of these movies. Like, I just find yeah. myself sometimes just laughing, just looking at his facial expressions. Like in Swept yeah. Away, with with yeah. that sex scene, I was dying with the faces he was making. But, oh God. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, he's I, like, I don't understand big words. <laughs> <laughs> And just like Don't talk to I, me I, like that. I, I love how um how he how he was so willing to be humiliated yeah. so much in these yes. movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, it it made me wonder like what was their relationship like? Like right. as like director and an actor. Um because like she had him do so much and he would just it it, it doesn't seem like he was uh inhibited at all. No. <laughs> No. You know, if anything, he was like the, the whatever the opposite of that is. He was a complete like you know, like did she ever have to tell him to dial back? Is my question. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, like maybe because like um, I think it was like the uh, back to that that the sex scene with the commandant. Like I think it was that oh, documentary, man. the um the the white glasses documentary yeah. that I saw recently. Yeah, like where he had like uh, she had him rather do the scene like three different ways like seriously funny they mentioned and then kind of a combination of everything and then she edited it after the fact <laughs> and kind of picked the best scenes and i was like now it makes sense when i like seeing that and then i rewatched it i was like now it makes sense that he's able to just be as uh i guess as crazy as he wants to be and just kind of go all these high and low emotional directions yeah. with his voice and his face because it's just crazy like oh, it's absolutely <laughs> what he bonkers. can do it's, it's actually yeah. amazing yeah yeah, and like just uh, like the, the sex scene at the end, it's just like the sex scene in Seduction of Mimi. Yeah, like he he is made to look like this tiny little pathetic <laughs> yes. man compared to this to his giant woman. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's so funny because like that's another word you kind of say like this movie shouldn't work, and I know for some people it doesn't work. I mean, right. we, we could probably talk about that, but the way she kind of deals with the like the like the large woman this like scrawny man doing yeah. stuff like the way she plays with bodies and things like that i mean it has a very commedia dell'arte 
yes. kind of vibe but like yeah. but also like not really because it's also like it's her so i don't yep. want to say like she's borrowing from them like yeah kind of but like she goes even past what you know what they're doing and and, and it's like this complete nasty yeah or even just that the seven beauties aren't what we would define or, or people right. would define as classically beautiful i mean they do have beautiful faces that are unique yeah <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah yeah yeah, and her yeah. movies even like this movie, like I wouldn't say is beautiful either, just by the just the look of everything and, and yeah. the, the choices she made. Like it, it doesn't look that attractive. <laughs> so the lighting yeah. and the, the colors and all that stuff. Uh, I, okay, I forgot to say it's at the at the start episode. Uh, try to start this. Try to start every episode like this for a season. Trans rights are human rights. If you disagree, then uh, why are you listen to a podcast about a motivar? <laughs> Hear that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, get get involved politically because if you don't, then you're just helping out the fascist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that's it. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> okay, say that in the beginning. <laughs> okay. I feel like that ties into Vert Mueller's movies also a bit too. Yeah, yeah, it does definitely. Although, like, uh, even though she's constantly commenting on that, it's almost like she's just kind of viewing it from a distance and just showing how ridiculous everyone is. Yeah, I think which, which I think also often gets her into hot water with certain people. Like a lot of like I would say more liberal people and liberal feminists like don't yep. like her. Yep. Like yep. you know, you know, her name comes up for for some people and it's just like she's just no. Ab- <laughs> absolutely not. You know, she's an and, to that box or that one idea. So, yeah, we, yeah. It's not and well like, received. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like she's a filmmaker who won't get like like she won't get some kind of like repub, I think, in the next 10 years. Right. Like, it won't it won't happen. You know, like it just won't happen. Like, I think we maybe need to be in a different climate uh, for her films to like have something like something like that kind of pop off. Um, yeah. Do you think that's like, why she isn't more well known? Because she's not as well known as like Agnes Varda. I think so. I yeah. think so. I think I think, and I think because she also like I remember reading an interview with her about Swept Away. Yeah. And when people kind of had criticisms of it, and she wouldn't hear it. She's she's not like she's not like oh hey everyone like I hear what you're saying we can have a yeah. conversation she's like no y'all are fucking soft <laughs> yes <laughs> I've seen you know interviews like saying? that with her where she just tells people off and like yeah she's like you're yeah. fucking soft she's like yeah. you know you're, you're missing the point she's a you know she they were saying like the way that like um uh Marangela's a character is portrayed you know she's yep. like a slave she's like no this, no you're getting it wrong she's a free yeah. woman making these these free choices that are absolutely grotesque She's so right. What, and so, she's absolutely right. She's and I'm right. like, and like, people do that. But yeah. people wouldn't accept it as an answer and she won't sure. and she and she won't like kowtow. So I think that's Ugh. I I think that's it. Like okay. I think if she was a bit more like and also like I, I, I you've seen the the behind the white glasses uh, yeah. documentary. She yeah. has a very like fuck fuck all y'all energy. Yes. Like I love that energy. And I love her. it. Yeah, I love it. So, so I great. I think I think that was probably kind of it too. Like she's like this, you know. She was this lady who just didn't like. She didn't play, and she didn't. She yeah. just wasn't gonna kowtow to what y'all doing. So I think I really think that ended up being the long and short of it, personally. Okay, I was curious what your thought was on that because I was trying to really just step back and be like, why isn't more? Why don't more people know about her? Yeah. And uh, that that does make sense. I mean, she's definitely not a. Uh, 
not saying this is my side and you know this is my political viewpoint and now i'm gonna kind of just bury that into you until you agree with me which is what a lot of people do so yeah 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 i know she got flack from from uh feminists over like uh over like her she made movies about shitty men and that made yep. some feminists at the time and maybe probably now to a lesser extent right like upset because like how can you make movies about these terrible men it's like because these men are jokes that's part yes, of the point that's the whole point yes <laughs> right exactly it's funny like I, I i have watched the seduction of mimi again recently and i was like if you really think about that movie like the uh He's the mo- he's the he's the one who has no conviction in the in the whole film. Right. So it's like you're 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 showing the lack of conviction of a whole culture of men. Right. What, what would you what would you rather see, right? <laughs> and like yeah. and the women in the, in the film tend to have conviction in right. in, in, in in her films, right? Mm-hmm. They they tend to have it, and it's like like what do y'all need? I don't I don't understand. But I think it has a lot to do with how people think movies should be positioned centralized mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and things like that and i think it's and also i think i think also the fact that she is like so anti-liberal and really she was a, she was a deep anarchist yep. and a deep lefty i don't i don't think i don't think people reacted to that well well as well right that makes sense yeah so um we kind of talked around it but what uh well amanda you haven't talked about fart mueller on this podcast before i have not uh what is seven beauties about um where do i start (laughs) um i think to my point i made a little earlier um the first time i watched it at least the first half of it i was confused until i finally felt the rhythm of it and then understood what was happening and why he was telling his story i think it was like my second watch that i actually was able to really sit back and just kind of take it in um but really it's about a um a guy who is not a good person he's kind of a shitty person he's a hood and he uh he just he basically uh, has his seven beauties his uh his sisters and he accidentally murders uh one of his sister's lovers and then he ends up you know i I don't don't know if we want to get that deep into what he does but body parts get mailed around he gets caught he gets uh basically pleased like he's insane um there's uh a scene where he rapes a patient uh and then he volunteers to be a soldier to get out he learns that that's a way that he can get out of the insane asylum um and then ultimately it ends up with him in a concentration camp so it's just kind of this journey of somebody who is not a great person by any means and uh just their tale of survival i think that's kind of the theme here is somebody who's trying to survive in just one shitty situation after another which a lot of it is self-inflicted um and uh, yeah, that's the movie. And just the way that the story is told, you're kind of like everyone, you're in present day for the movie, but then every once in a while you jump back with him remembering something and then it kind of slowly tells the story of how we got to where he was. Yeah, I've heard a description of this on another show that was, um, it's about a guy who tries to fuck his way out of a death camp. Um, that is a part of the movie. I wouldn't say that yeah. that's the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like they didn't yeah. watch the other hour of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, they did, but they're trying to be succinct and trying to, in the beginning, kind of like explain. CinemaSins explained Seven Beauties? <laughs> uh, it's it another show actually I kind of res- respect. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, don't mention the name now. <laughs> uh, I won't say the name. Um, yeah, they had an episode on Seven Beauties and The Skin, this other World War II movie. Uh, okay. The lady who directed The Night Porter. It's a movie she directed with um, Burt Lancaster and uh, I've never Marshall. Seen okay. 
I have the Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet, but it's similar to Seven Beauties, where it's transgressive and kind of dark and gross, apparently. Hmm. But it's later than Night Porter, so I'm I'm interested. You know, whatever it is. I can't remember her name offhand. Um, um, it's it's with an L. I feel like it was like a year before this movie. Cavani or Cavani or Cavani, right? I think I think it's Cavani. I think it's Cavani. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like it's who it is. Yeah, I think she's still alive too. Last I last I checked. Oh really? All right. So, uh, yeah. What? Okay. So, uh, what about Seven Beauties works for uh, works for you too? Well, I think the movie when I saw the one thing that's really great about Lena Wertmuller and I really respond to her films is she she always does this kind of like juxtaposition thing where she kind of has one character be an example of something. And then mm-hmm. uses another character to to kind of shed light on what that really means. So, like a seduction of, of Mimi, um, uh, his wife, she's the the kind of the the, the embodiment of the anarchist spirit, mm-hmm. and he and he isn't. Mm-hmm. So, but he tries to use it to kind of get what he wants, and she kind of and and through that juxtaposition, you so like not being politically kind of inclined what it gets you. It basically makes you just a, a sucker to everything. And she's, and then, and then he loses everything cause he's a sucker. I found what I found fascinating about seven beauties was he kept, he was so bent on his sisters, not being prostitutes and calling <laughs> everyone a whore. You're a whore. You're a whore, 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 whore. And as the movie goes on, he does more and more things to get himself out of Dodge, right? Like, yeah. he rapes a woman, and then he's like, I also want to die. So, like, I'll go, I'll, I'll go fight, right? <laughs> Whatever, right? Or I'll act like I'm crazy, and but then try to fake yeah. like he was doing it. And then the <laughs> final thing he does in the concentration camp, he, like, basically is, like, to, to, get, a, to get a foot up, he, like tries he seduces a uh an ss soldier who calls him later a whore yeah. so so i'm like oh so this is a movie about where a dude really learns what a whore actually is like right his his sisters and then also the woman that he's in love with they are prostitutes because of like a social situation yep. but he's actually a whore <laughs> for <laughs> like selfish he, means yeah for selfish means like he yeah. is like what what he like what he derogatorily calls like everyone yes. he actually is mm-hmm. and that's where i just think lena work is, is brilliant and i'm like any person who like is like fuck fucked up men that's you you, you have to love this movie <laughs> because she's like totally showing you like this dude he's he's a he's a bullshit the bullshit artist is the yes. whore because he does everything but i think at the end he has there's a I, I, I watched it again and like the ending is always i forget how sad the ending is yeah because I, it doesn't necessarily it feels like these people are um kind of stuck 
in their oh, life situation. Yeah, oh, yeah, so like when he says we're gonna have kids, but then what is he adopts with that? With the what with the what the leftist guy says that because this world's gonna pretty much eat eat each other up, and that's the right. only way we're gonna be able to survive. Defend ourselves. Is by, yeah, yeah, is by having a bunch of kids. So I just <laughs> so it's like he he doesn't necessarily learn anything. But I just think he like oh, no. learns. He, he learns learn survival, right? I think he learns survival, and and I think. But I think do, I do think he sees conviction, like when Fernando Ray is like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna jump in the shit," which I think is like, <laughs> which like, which is also like, I always forget that. I always forget that he means literally the yes. shit. I think I always think he's like being metaphorical, like I'm no, gonna jump in the shit. I'm gonna jump it. in the shit. Like he actually jumps in the shit. I was oh, dying then too. The actual shit. Oh my god. <laughs> And then they and shoot then, him in there just to make sure the shit didn't kill right, him. Right, the shit yeah. didn't kill him. And then, of course, you know, his friend who he he meets when he has to shoot him in the head, which is probably one of the, like, the the heaviest scenes in the film. Oh, yeah. The fact yeah. that that guy was, like, I mean, that's a person of more conviction. And I do think that um, so Pascalini, uh, mm-hmm. he, he realizes that he's not a person with any conviction. He's actually a, a rather weak person. He does not have any convictions. And it's like, what does that do to yourself when you realize you don't have any? You know? So yeah. I do I I think it's yeah. a film about a whore. <laughs> but but not who you think right. it is. And he's like kind of almost like a con man. Like I don't know if it's just me, but I was thinking about uh, uh, the Andy Griffith and um facing the crowd a lot with this, with how we're just doing what we need to do to survive oh, here. Oh, even though yeah. that's obviously not nearly as, as serious, but uh yeah. Definitely. Huh. Yeah, I think another interesting part of the whole thing is like uh, playing along with fascism and how he, it's clear yeah. like he he's his whole attitude is oh I'm not political. Uh, Bruce Lee made everything great, and then <laughs> he gets put through the system because then he's you know he's no longer seen as like a like like a viable part of the you know the fascist system anymore, and he yeah, gets right. thrown through a ringer, and then it's like. Oh, the, uh, fascism is bullshit, and it's like the the whole like his whole journey is him realizing, like, he's just a part uh, of that machine, and he's just being used. Yeah, and he's disposable. Yeah, yeah. What else? Like, yeah, oh. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and there's that part where he meets the anti-fascist, and he's like, yeah. well, I'm not political at all. Mussolini made everything great. He and made he, the roads <laughs> good. <laughs> he gave us roads. <laughs> And he has this like really desperate, the best roads. like, yeah, <laughs> really desperate like uh, uh, attitude where he's like trying to. He realizes like, oh, the, everything's bullshit, but he's trying to make it make it seem like no, no, everything's great, everything's great. Just like you, you have to, the character, yeah, yeah. yeah but, and but that, guy, oh, go ahead. Oh. And it's a little detail of he got ten years for uh, rape, and the socialists got. 20 or 28 years for opposing fascism right right <laughs> well it's interesting because like i you know i said i i said up earlier that i lived in spain and it's interesting when you hear like defenses at that period of like mussolini hitler mm-hmm. and also uh, and then i say spain or franco yes that was often what people would say Mm-hmm. In defense of them, well, they've given us national pride, a kind of like he he says that he mentions that they've he's you know the the man has given us a pride as as a civilization, right? Mm-hmm. And 
that's 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 like this thing and it's it's just so empty and and you can tell that Wertmuller like has no time for people who have poor pol- political analysis like if you have <laughs> poor political analysis and you're like f- uh fuck politics she just has no time for you like she's literally gonna put you through this shit like she's not actually she's not right. actually gonna go oh poor baby you no. know maybe if you just read a book she's like no you're shit <laughs> no, and they literally enter the room or enter fights or conversations the same way he does in this movie, especially in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally, yeah. totally full of themselves and, and you know, ready to, to, to combat things without any actual argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not gonna not naming people I'm, I've met in my life, but like when he's defending Mussolini, it's like people defending Trump. No, totally, and that's totally what it is. It's the same thing. I think anytime yeah. you defend, you defend a fat. If when you hear like the fascists defended, that's usually what they emphasize. Things right. like national pride and like energy and self esteem. You know, which is mm-hmm. like. Which is like basically shit that like you can't materially recognize. What is self esteem? I mean, come on, dude. Like really, I could. It's whatever you want it to be. It really is. (laughs) It's really all you. Whatever you want to be. There's nothing you could actually quantify. It's it's all it's all bullshit. You know. And it's the dangers of cults of personality. It really is. One hundred percent. And Mussolini is like you know the. He was like the card carrying you know poster child for that shit. You know like a, a yeah you know. His body language in a lot of those speeches, if you watch them, is absolutely wild, and it, it hits oh, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like that. Uh, we didn't mention like the like the amazing opening of the film, the oh yeah. yeah. Like we didn't talk. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't talk <laughs> Yo, about we, that. What's wild was when I was rewatching this. Like my mm-hmm. boyfriend was in in the able to hear where I was in, in mm-hmm. the room watching. It was far and he's like, if I hear oh yeah one more time, I swear to God, I was like, that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I was like that. It's supposed to be like this. Just, just, just go away. <laughs> but like, I, I had to, I had to pull. I, 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 I made sure to get the lyrics up because like, there's like, there's like, there's like literally lines in there that are yeah. amazing. Like the ones who say who who say follow me to success, but will kill me if I fail, so to speak. <laughs> the ones who should have been shot in the cradle. Like, yes. and like, and she says that line with like a picture of, of Hitler. Hitler and Muss- yeah. Mussolini <laughs> coming right there. But like. There's yeah. like I'm I'm looking at it and she's basically like just getting at all the people who either support bullshit or who like act like they don't right they don't pay attention to anything and she's just like look it's this <laughs> this movie's about y'all yes. okay yeah there's and like one, uh, there's one who's like uh, the ones who vote white because they don't like. Uh, protests and strikes. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then she's like, oh yeah. And she's like, she's just going up top. And I remember when I first saw that, I was like, oh lady, I love you. I was like, you're awesome. I was like, can I hang out with you? She was still, you know, yeah. she was still alive. Then I was like, can I hang Aww. out with you? I, I don't want to hang out with you because, like, yeah, for those, those, the ones who never get involved with politics, oh yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> The ones who still support the king, right? Like, nope. Yeah. She's just like all of y'all, and she's just like slapping them, and I'm just like, yeah. okay, she's yeah, keeping the, the, it real. The moment I realized I would love this movie the first time was the ones who leave Christ as Santa Claus as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, it's so good, but like she she has no time for it, and no. But she, but I think there's a thing in her movies that I noticed. 
um, I think really probably this one and the seduction of Mimi, and I probably probably also love it. Anarchy. Mm-hmm. She she makes like a loose connection between the fascist attitude and mafia machismo. Yes. Yeah, she kind of says like they're kind of they kind of exist in the same world, even though oh, yeah. those mafia people are necessarily like, you know, they're not necessarily like running with Mussolini, but he also didn't regulate them. No, they they need him to exist. Yeah, <laughs> there's that partnership. And vice, and yeah, vice versa. Like he need you know it, it was it was a yep. it was a mutually love relationship. I think oh, she was time. she was and and I think it was a it was like a pretty bold statement in that time because I think this will probably still exist. I mean, it, it didn't. I don't think it still existed on some level right. where she's basically saying this kind of cultural thing is also connected deep into like our pretty much our greatest, most shameful moment right. as, a, as a country or right. one of them, at least <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, the seventies were pretty bad for Italy. Not, not to go. To yeah, I know. Discussion. I know. I know. I, I quickly, I quickly backtrack. I, well, well, no, actually, no, <laughs> you know, and you know, Rome was in Italy as well. So we can go back. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I, I love like the the editing in the beginning in the intro, because like yeah. uh, the the, the oh. way he ma- the, the the lyrics are matched with the image is oh, just gosh. so perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It and like uh, and I, this is this year was the first time I watched any Kenneth Anger. We did an episode mm. on uh, the the two most famous ones, fireworks. I was about to say the gay one, but they're all the gay one. Um, yeah. Uh, Scorpio Rising. Scorpio Rising, yeah. And Scorpio Rising has a lot of moments linking image and the lyric at the at the time, and watch mm-hmm. this like, oh, this is Kenneth Anger. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, not the segue, but a lot of people grabbed from him. Mm-hmm. He was really, he was really, really influential, especially with like, the kind of like montage voiceover type stuff. I think people were taking from Kenneth Anger right. regularly. Right. Yeah, like uh, there's a moment in. With the with like the Kenneth Anger thing, there's a moment in Scorpio Rising that the guest mentioned towards the end when the riot starts to happen with the like neo-Nazi bikers. Mm-hmm. There's a point where there's a clip of Jesus from whatever movie they've hit, uh, he he uh, clipped from, and Jesus has this look like, "What the fuck's happening over there?" And they cut to like the Nazis in a riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so good. It's just so good. It's really brilliant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, back to Seven Beauties. <laughs> the the intro, well, the the soundtrack is by this musician, Enzo Ganucci. In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, he was, I guess, like from my perspective, seems kind of like a. Uh, I just lost it's folk lost music. It. Um, Yes, but he's kind of similar to um, the guy who did Toy Story. Oh, what's that guy's name? <laughs> what? <laughs> Randy Newman. Okay. He kind of like has uh-huh. a Randy Newman vibe musically to me. It's a kind of they sound kind of similar-ish. You were thinking but, about uh, you got a friend in me watching the <laughs> the opening. No, 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 just the sound of like <laughs> Randy Newman's music. <laughs> like he seemed to have because like uh, Gannucci was like, a huge star in Italy. Yeah. And uh, I, I got into his his music after watching this movie. Okay. But, uh, I highly recommend like the the intro song is something that he wrote for the movie that is in mm-hmm. one of his albums. Uh. And the other song that reframes throughout the whole movie is also on that same album. Interesting. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah. Me uh, too. They're yeah. All, 
They're all on Spotify and YouTube, and he is very prolific. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at him now. Yeah, he is. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know Italian. I've looked, tried to look for translations. I couldn't find anything, so... I hope there's nothing questionable or sketchy, but I would, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's an adventure. Yeah. But, okay, so, duh. I don't know this. Okay, so the, there's too much to this movie. Um, yes. So the, uh, of the two halves of the movie, like the sex comedy part and like the, death camp part like which a, a distinct visual uh, uh, aesthetics with each one and like okay. the way it switches is a very distinct like I can't remember that's okay I, was, I, I mean I don't know. go ahead I, I can't remember I was gonna say like it's probably the mo- one of the most nightmare I mean mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it is the most but it's like one of the most nightmarish depictions of like uh, what inside a concentration camp must have been like um, it reminded me too of just like the the bodies of people moving and, and being forced to work of like just I'm the metropolis, which is the people moving around and everything. But yeah. It was just dirty and just it it looked like a nightmare. And it definitely had a uh, a style just to it that was very different from I, I, disturbing. I mean I don't know what other words to use, yeah. um, especially with um, the the violinists like playing like a waltz like that scene. <sighs> Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was actually something common that they did. Um, but just the way that, uh, Giancarlo reacted to it and that, like that whole scene in the, he's like, oh, they're, they're going to play this while they die or something. He says something along those lines of just how disturbing it is. And, um, but anyway, that, I don't know, just, just kind of thinking about what other movies came out in the seventies that depicted the Holocaust or the concentration camps. I mean, I know the night Porter, I think was like a year or so before this. And that also is, is disturbing in its own right. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, there's like the hiding place. And I think there's like Mr. Klein trying to remember other ones. And then there's like, um, I think like Jacob, the liar, which was a seventies one. I don't know if it was before or after this, but they don't, they're Mm -hmm. not that, um, that, uh, that, uh, nightmarish in its depiction, even though there's clearly a style to it, at least for me. So I think that that was definitely, uh, disturbing. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't find a lot of it. I didn't find a lot of that humorous, unless it was like um, Giancarlo trying to to make himself look pretty and <laughs> to, in order to 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 woo and to seduce the commandant. Those scenes were funny, but but the yeah. rest of it just just wasn't to me. So yeah, she wasn't afraid to uh, have have the goofy fun and then go like, oh no, this is actually right. serious. Yeah, yeah, she makes that switch real quick, or it's just kind of, um, I, I don't know, just even, there's just scenes of um, his eyes, like Giancarlo's eyes, like, so they're all covered in dirt and filth, and then, like, he just kind of looks up, and you just see his eyes, and then he goes into, like, you know, some story, or, or kind of wants to, to, to get the audience, like, back to, to some memory he has, and then it'll go back to another situation, like, maybe back to when he was in the insane asylum, but there's just those moments where he's just kind of grabs you and pulls you in, but it's just in that filth. So I think that's kind of something that makes her, I don't know, just her style, like, stand out. The fact that she can kind of jump around like that. It can be really serious and horrific, and then she makes you laugh. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that's not easy to do. And, and you don't feel uncomfortable laughing either. At least I didn't. Like, it was like, okay, like, <laughs> we're, we're trying to, to breathe here and show some humanity. 
Well, she also like knew how to like place the character. So like Giancarlo could do all that, but then you yeah. look at like Shirley Stoller, like she like mm-hmm. Shirley Stoller does not break in the entire movie. No, she doesn't. Like she like literally the whole time as that SS captain, she's like yeah. literally just like she's like like stoic yep. and like mean and evil and like she she doesn't break character or like or and then like Fernando Ray like yep. he's like he's like a soothsayer every time he speaks like he comes in there and Fernando Ray can be the funny thing is Fernando Ray can be funny like oh, let's yeah. not forget like he's he's hilarious in, in all yeah. the Moonwell films oh yeah but obscure like, object he's hysterical he's he's hilarious yeah. right but she she finds a way she like, she makes sure like like the characters kind of stay in their lanes yeah so like when we you know if we if we're like following Giancarlo like you know licking his eyebrows when you click back to Shirley Stoller you're not laughing you're just like oh damn like you know that you have this kind of you know stoic you know evil person yeah. another thing about the film that I did not think about until I watched it this was I wondered if this was one of the first films to show the Sauter Commando and show the mm. real like hierarchy that existed on concentration camps I don't know I mean mm. I think I mean, just from the ones I have seen, so, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but from the ones I have seen, it's just, they're, it's obsessed with showing the, the, the horrors that were committed, and it doesn't really right. show any sort of organization at right. all. Right. Which, like, yeah. came in later movies, like, uh, what's the one that won the Oscar in 2015? Son of Saul. Like, you had yep. that movie. Yep. I think you had one in the 80s. What's that? There's a, there's a movie in the 80s or 90s. It's an American movie where they do it. Um, and then there's other movies that I've seen where, like, it's kind of more loose, but yeah. this one, I was, I was, I was immediately intrigued that they were like they, that they uh, that she showed the hierarchy that existed in the camps that there were like people who were administering who were also prisoners right. um, in it, and I was like, oh, I was, I, and I, I didn't think about that before until I watched it this last time, and I found that. Um, I just found that interesting, but that, but you know what though? Of course, she'd be interested in that because she's 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 interested in like power and hierarchies of power. So like, it doesn't surprise me that something that she would recognize and she would go, "Oh, I have to like, I have to put that in my movie. I have to make that part of the functional world of my movie." Right, and then just you know the, the decision ultimately of um, you know now he is you know quote unquote promoted to be yeah. a leader, and then now he's got to choose six people to die or else they all die. Yeah, and yeah, just I the way that that scene unfolds. You know, I love how Fernando Ray's like, well, I, I, pick me, I will do it, and then yeah, yeah. I'm tired has... of this shit. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was so on the nose. I was dying. <laughs> and Giancarlo has no conviction. He's like, no, I can't do that to you. It's like. He just volunteered to make your job easier. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, well. and, then, and it's his 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 face when uh, like before the shit happens, and his <laughs> face is like is like apparent. I'm disappointed. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, he just like he he kind of like laughs like right. He shakes. He's kind of goes this guy. <laughs> he's just kind of like this motherfucking guy, man. All right. Time to yeah. time to go, and it, it, you know it's it's yeah it's exactly like that. He just kind of shakes his head at him and smirks. And that great <laughs> Fernando Ray, Fernando Ray is actually the perfect casting of the film. Like I he was is. like, he's yeah. so good. He's great in it. Yeah. Oh man, like perfect casting. Like oh man, you you you. I mean, you just you you hit that one out out the park. Perfect <laughs> per- perfect role for him. Yeah, and he's I think he has three scenes, but. 
Those three uh, scenes, you remember. That's it? Yeah, I Maybe was going to say, because you really, you really remember him. There's the presence. To, to yeah, you. that one scene where he speaks about humanity and the yep. humanity's future is really yeah. heavy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really heavy, and it's like you're like listening to him, and you're just like, "Whoa!" You're like, "Damn, all right." I can't really argue with that, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, bro." I guess you know, are you are you wrong? Not really, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and just like the, okay, so uh, uh, like like this, uh, talked about this in the Seduction Mimi episode, but just visually, her movies are incredible. Just oh, what yeah. she is able to do, especially with uh, just like sp- little small touches, like at the end when his uh, soon-to-be wife approaches mm-hmm. him. There's like kind of like a slow. It to me it's like the Hitchcock zoom, but it's done slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've never seen it done that slowly. And it's like just makes it that mu- that much more impactful. And there's the way, like uh, he's fr- like Giancarlo is framed with bigger people. Mm-hmm. It's like visually, it's so incredibly strong because like Giancarlo is he, he's a, sh- a shorter guy and skinny, so like it's not hard to make him look uh, smaller compared to other people. But like, right. there's a lot of him compared to uh, bigger, taller people. And, like right. every every yeah. chance she has, she makes him look small and scrawny. <laughs> yeah, she also does in that final moment. I love how she like puts him in pov yes whenever when, when he returns and it's like that's a that's a weird time to do a pov in a movie like she ha- it, it's the movie's almost two hours and she does a pov in like an hour 45 into the movie yeah, like that's it, that's a strange time I mean, but it works perfectly it does because now they're all prostitutes right <laughs> exactly yeah they're all so, whores now you're, yeah. you know and he's looking at everything and then the way she kind of puts back him in the mirror i was like oh man this yeah. You're 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 working. You're cooking with gas, as they call it, right? Like you're, <laughs> you 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 up in here working. And I agree. Visually, she also always has in her movies a sequence with eyes. Yes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. So like the, so like the whole the fact that the whole courtroom sequence is just done to music and 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 like eyes. There's like yes. you actually never hear any of the courtroom proceedings. No. It's all it's all eyes. And I was like I, I had forgot about that. I was like oh this is great. Though yes. my favorite eye thing is in the seduction of BB when he's <laughs> of when, when he's trying to seduce her across the street oh and and look god. all sad. That is the greatest thing in history. Oh my god! A close second for me in that movie when she's like taking her clothes off before they get into bed and he does that oh, it's, hysterical too. it's so good <laughs> like all right yeah. <laughs> but she does these great things with eyes and i yes. was like oh wow like she really like it's like she's like I, 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 it made me wonder did she go all right i need to have my eye moment like you know <laughs> and it, but like and it's great it's great yeah. I don't, i'm not i'm not poo-pooing it i'm saying like that's awesome it's like really but it's it's really good yeah yeah i, I want to mention shirley stoller was uh for people who don't know was on Peach Playhouse. Oh yeah, Honeymoon Killers too is what she was in if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, that's her first movie. But I feel yeah. like more people know her as Mrs. Steve on Peach Playhouse. <laughs> yes. Well, that well that was the thing with her because when I first saw Honeymoon Killers like years ago, I was like, why do I know this lady? <laughs> and I and I and I and I and, and for year people. and for years I didn't like put it together. And yeah. then um there was one of those like. Pee-wee's play. There was something on on on, on Pee-wee's Playhouse that came up, and I started. I was like, 
that's why I know her. Oh my god. That's oh so my funny. god. She's on the and Lawrence Fishburne shout out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that Lawrence Fishburne, people, people, many people don't, don't don't remember that that Larry Fishburne was actually on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, but I think he was still Larry at the time. Yeah, he was Larry. He was Larry. He was he was Larry up until what's love got to do with it. Oh, okay. I thought that was Matrix like, was the moment. No, it was it was a little earlier. He went to Lawrence and what's love got to do with it. Oh wow. Yeah. I remember that. When he got when he when he going for his Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. Speaking of Oscars, and that's what everybody people that know who uh Lena Vertmuller is is it's always about her and her Oscar nomination. For for this for this film, right? Yeah. It was this film, right, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's, I think she's the first woman to get nominated for a Best Director Oscar, which is fine. I mean, I I mean, you know, I guess edit this out if you want. I could give two shits about the Academy and the Oscars, yeah. but it doesn't. It, it, I mean, it doesn't whatever. Matter, but at the same time, it's like, how many movies did Agnes Varda make, and you never, yeah. and she was never brought yeah. up at any right. point. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like they're always like, oh, they're gonna die soon. We better give them an honorary Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't look stupid yeah. and em- embarrass ourselves, but they do anyway. So it is fascinating that it was her, like that. I was like, of I was all like, people, I was like, of yeah. all people, and I was like, and I was like, and and that movie, I was like, I guess that movie must have did really well here. Oh, it must have, yeah, it must have, like, because like even like I was thinking even before, I mean, I guess maybe seventies, maybe at that point they're like, okay, women can do things, but like, um, right. like Ida Lupino, even like you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but sadly, yeah. her film, her films. I, I, I had read. I didn't realize how underground, technically, and I put in the Ida That's Lupino's true. films were. That's true. Until like recently, I, I didn't realize it. Like people Hitchhiker. like didn't even know that they. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't realize it. Like there was a, which, which is, which is so effed up because the movies are so good. Very fucked up. Um, movies are great. Yeah. You know, and like, but, but yeah, I, I was like, Seven Beauties must have like did really good or something because I was kind of like, really. Like this yes. is the movie. Of all I mean, people. I'm, ha- I'm a, of all people. I was like, okay, right. shit. You know, I I, I mean, thought it would be like an Agnes Varda, like 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 an Agnes yeah. Varda movie. But I was like, yeah. okay, I guess, okay, I guess you know, yeah, you know, shit, yeah, you know, screw you, Cleo from Five to Seven. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, but that's not, I, I mean, that- I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like they always just pick from a hat and like, yep, we're gonna give it to this one. <laughs> like, and they don't actually yeah. watch anything. So, but yeah. you know, good but for good hat- for Lena. But they they make sure the hat just has no Middle Eastern or African films. Oh, of, well, course. of course, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. I mean, yeah. unless it's Z, which was directed <laughs> by a Greek guy, which I'm yes. not saying is a bad movie, but it's right. also it was it's considered like the first African movie win an Oscar. But you know, but Green it, Book. So come on, yeah. Come on, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. you know how it goes. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah, like even like Simbin didn't get like a in, in memoriam, which is like yep. even Simbin, which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they don't, they even don't even give like certain like they didn't even give Paul Sorvino an in memoriam. <laughs> I was I was like, how do you not give Paul Sorvino an in memoriam, bro? When I heard that, I was like, Mira should be angry as shit. That yeah. makes no sense. I, like, I, it, it literally makes no sense. This is probably sound like an awful person, but I'm always dying laughing through those like remembrance like yeah, <laughs> montages they do because it's like, wow, way to go, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh. It's a shit show, but you know, good yeah, for her. It's a shit show. Yeah. yeah. But um, a little detail that I didn't pick up on this time was um, uh, uh Fight of the Valkyrie plays mm-hmm. at when they f- when you first see the death camp, mm-hmm. and 
I believe that's a Wagner piece in Wagner. I think he was a Nazi or had ties to the Nazi party. Okay. I don't know. I just know her, her husband was really into opera and, and all that stuff, so probably got her into it. Enrico yeah, Yob uh, or yeah, I don't I think is how we pronounce his name. Yeah, uh oh, okay, uh, uh, Wagner was um uh, well uh, Hitler's favorite yeah. one of Hitler's favorite uh, composers, that's a connection. And so like having that play at the death camp is very on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, she definitely is thinking about that type of stuff. And you can you can tell she's she's trying to weave in all the, all of these references, European references. Yeah, you know, and also like, I always find it interesting when I watch European movies, and you find like Europeans like like commentary on each other, like how yeah. she how she, how she speaks about how Shirley Stoller speaks about the the Italians, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, shit macaroni, right? Shit macaroni, <laughs> you know, and all that. Type right. of stuff. Or like, or like, you know, or, or or when he goes and robs the old Italian, the the the, the, the German lady for her food. <laughs> I'm sorry, that scene is hilarious that too. Is he's, he's like, oh, oh, German soup. Yes, yes, yes. You know, <laughs> said, I, he says, I hope you live to be 100. Like, you know, like, <laughs> he just says, he's just saying shit. Yeah. But like the the kind of like cultural exchanges between and. It, it, it it makes me wonder like I, I it feel I, it makes me feel like she feels like the kind of Italian like Italians and Germans really had no other connection other than like Mussolini and like Hitler right. decided decided to be allies <laughs> like it, there's just there's no other yeah. thing there's, there's like nothing like they couldn't be further from like a difference right you know mm-hmm. they couldn't be more more different you know yeah, yeah. and rewatching that White Glasses documentary too she had an obsession with like the different dialects in Italy. Like, and I, oh I yeah! I don't remember what movie she was talking about. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Seven Beauties. But she like, and supposedly that was like what made the movie in in terms of like the dubbing so difficult was because she wanted all these different Italian dialects. Whoa! For all these different women, and then like whomever she was working with, I can't remember was like, uh, this is close to impossible, but sure. Like, <laughs> so right. yeah. So I thought that was interesting too. That's something I would completely miss from like hearing people talk because I mean. Yeah. I mean, how how would I know? I don't know Italian, yeah. but I thought that was just that that extra touch that she had that, um, you know, just adds adds something more to it that she's aware of that and wants to make that known. I think that's cool. It's an extra yeah. detail. Yeah, uh, like from a uh, to my from a filmmaking standpoint, like how do you make uh, these tone shifts work mm-hmm. like this? Hmm. Well, I think she she does she does a, she she's really good at setting up. Her like the like in this film, she's really good at setting up her device early. Yep. So like you 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 get them, um, running away or you know in in the fields, and then she sets up kind of you know she's really good at like you know setting up the premises, doing things like the woman, and then he, she flashes back and she she sets up the device of everything really really early. Mm-hmm. So like the world that you're going to jump into, you're able, you, you, you just buy it. But then I think the other thing she does with like the, the comedy to the serious is like, I, I think she, she knows how to position character. So she, she makes, she, because like, uh, Giancarlo Giannini is kind of like a freelancer. Mm-hmm. She makes every other character 
kind of stand uh, pretty sturdy so he can bounce around them, you know? And she's just really, she was really, really smart in how she was able to constantly do that keep a, a consistent system so when she when when he so and and then have him do all of these things that are like bonkers and wild and have everyone else be steady um i think it i think is a reason why but i think also and then i think the other thing she does is which i think got her into trouble is she doesn't <laughs> like she doesn't go halfway right, right? No, so like doesn't. when you're so like when you're watching you know that 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 assault scene in the mm-hmm. um in the mental yeah in the insane yeah. asylum yeah like you're like you I'm watching it going like though he's not no 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 he's not he's not he's he is oh my god and like yeah. she goes all the way with it and then has the all the way response to right. it and right. shows how he responds so she like if if she would have like you know had him like dial back right and like you know reconsider himself like no like she had she has her characters always hit the maximum uh level of of what they're supposed to be and and that's always to me why it works and so when they have their falls um or their reckonings they're believable and and i think you know it's it's this thing about central characters i don't i like her because i think she she doesn't i feel like she's not saying that like i have to like like the guy at the end i I don't you know i i i i'm 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 disgusted i'm disgusted by him i understand why these people exist but i'm disgusted and i think she 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 embraces having lead characters that you can like kind of like want to just smack <laughs> right and I, I think you made a great point because it's like that, that that she she a lot of people i think make the mistake and i've and i've listened to other other podcasts and i won't mention names but like they they, they don't like things because the characters are not relatable it's like there's right. this misunderstanding is it's like it's not about you like <laughs> you're right. not characters are not always supposed to be relatable it is is what what is the point what is the the director the filmmaker what are they trying to to tell us the viewer what is their story like it's not about you and I, I like that about her. It's refreshing. She's just like, yes, this person's a shitty person and they're doing something horrific and I have the courage to not care about what you think and to actually show you who this person is. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's what makes this movie interesting and I think to, to our points we discussed earlier where she just frankly doesn't care <laughs> no. and, and she's going to tell her story and make the point that she thinks that basically these cults of personalities are, are, are issues and are toxic. And I'm going to show you for, for who these people are. And, you know, she, she just doesn't, she's bold and she, she doesn't care what, you know, what others think of her and, and, and her ideas or didn't care since she's no longer with us. And then that's something that's refreshing about it and very different. Like, so she, even with the, with the way that the camera moves and the way that her story is told and the way that this movie's edited, it's, it's really unconventional. So yeah, I, I think, I think that makes this movie interesting. Very interesting. That's not, I don't think that's something you can teach. I think it's just because she's a courageous person and she's like, I'm going to do what I want and I don't care if the viewer likes it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did the documentary get into, because she worked with Fellini for a bit. Did, like, yeah. did Fellini see her movies? Like, did she 
I don't know him too many because I, I, if we're talking about the White Glasses documentary, I just remember she started working with him as like an assistant director, and she yeah. mentioned that like she didn't do great, but everybody liked her, so it worked out. <laughs> he kind of yeah, he helped. I mean, her first feature was mostly his crew, right? Wasn't it? Um, uh, Marcelo, I think that actually yeah. yeah that actually introduced her to I think Fellini, and then she helped with Eight and a Half. Which is yeah, of all things, yeah. of all things. <laughs> yeah, and I think Fellini was like, "Yeah, you're not really an assistant director. You're a director. Go, on, go and go and direct <laughs> yeah, movies. Go to your own I movie. don't, but yeah. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the doc. I don't know if they kept a relationship though. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know either. Yeah, and yeah. and it's weird because I, 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 I've always wondered that too. What was her relationship right. with the other Italian directors, with the Antonioni's, mm-hmm. with the Bertolucci's? Probably Bertolucci's probably more in her like direct age range. So yeah. I've, I, I, I've, I've always been curious. Like, did she have a relationship with them, or did she not? Did they kind of like you know? Jeez. I've always wondered about that actually. She seems so different from them too, though. Yeah, like, she like does. So different from them because a few of them are just like classical, or they're the near realist, like DeSica right. or something. But like, she's just the satire with her, though. But there's depth to it, and it's just I don't know. Like we've been discussing, like I can't really put that into words well, at least for me. But she's able to go from just one extreme to the other, and then it just it just captivates you, and you feel you know you're okay laughing, or you're okay being upset and crying or uncomfortable, mm. and that's the point. But yeah. also her movies compared to like Antonioni and uh, um, Berlucci and like Fellini, like they're more watchable because like she is, you know, first I trust me, like they're like traditional though, like with the way that the yeah. camera moves. And yeah. I, at least for me, like, she, like, and, and I, 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 I'm trying to remember from the documentary, but I think like, I don't know if it was Fellini. So I, correct me if I'm wrong, if you, if either of you remember, but somebody said it might've been Fellini that like whenever, you know, um, a, a director of photography or anybody suggests to you do this with the camera don't listen to them don't do any of that just do whatever the whatever you feel is right don't listen to anything that's said to you and that movie kind of feels that way so she's going from her gut yeah like a lot of it feels mm-hmm. instinctual like she just knows but i mean i'm gonna tell yeah. you right now if i tried that i i wouldn't be able to do what she does like she has like <laughs> crazy talent like yeah like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You but, feel but, like you're uh, there. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, compared to like her her contemporaries, like she didn't make art films. She made like no. sex comedies with leftist, uh, you know, messages. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And like Fellini movies, like I maybe they are mainstream for Italy, but I I can't really see them being mainstream. And Antonioni is is Antonioni. <laughs> We're not going well, to. He's, he's, yeah, he's totally. He's totally art. 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 Oh, very know. much so. Oh, Capital yeah. A yeah. art. Yeah, right. Berlucci was doing like four-hour-long movies at this point, which I, I <laughs> right. don't think were yeah. mainstream at the th- right. Yeah, and right. Mussolini's like you know hanging out with uh, Ingrid Bergman off on a volcano, so <laughs> right. But then I, yeah, and then and like, was, yeah. yeah, and like Pasolini was doing his Pasolini thing, so like, <laughs> she, like she was. I, I love Pasolini. It's like Pasolini is very, yeah. He, he, yeah. You, you you like it or you don't. I yeah. feel like that's the same with like Antonioni. You like it or you don't. Or like I just I, I'm just very curious. Like you know, like would she like do talk with someone like you know Ilio Petri or somebody like that? Right. I'm just very I'm just very curious because like I I never I've never when when you see like retrospective, uh, you know, like uh, of like Italian filmmakers of that era, they always like you'll always hear about those the the men kind of like 
with uh, within each other and then like she's like she's kind of off in like a on like a side and it's 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 always been very and i was like was it like that in her actual existence also i just i i when she when she, when she was alive when she when she when she was working i mean was she kind of like outcasted on uh, the side i mean her husband did costume work for like uh yeah Leone. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, and, that's right. Yeah, he was a and, big and yeah, uh, uh-huh. sets and costumes. Uh, yeah, yeah, sets yes, and costumes. And Great Silence, he also did costumes for. So like, he yeah. oh, you do Great Silence. I didn't know that. Great Silence is amazing. I can't believe. Yeah, I, didn't I know love that. that movie. Yeah, uh, so like he had connections to like to, to the to the the other big people. Right. Yeah. Or it could have been like just because the, the media wouldn't make that connection but like she was friends with all of them you know it could also be that too like a lot of times it is like that they're like oh that, that's my homie the media the media just doesn't put us together but we're like but, but we're like great friends you know we talk all the time <laughs> for all you know she was like hanging out with dario argento <laughs> right exactly you never it could it could very well be i was, I was at lena's I mean, house last week you know, <laughs> you never know. You uh, know? she did she uh co-wrote this one police had police the cop movies. What's, I forgot the, the Italian for it. Um, it's like police Ateshi movies. I think how you oh, say okay. it. But she co-wrote one of them. I can't remember which oh, really? one. But uh, 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 yeah, I can't remember which one. So like she did other stuff. What? I won't say it's one of ones with Franco Nero, but like okay. that's not saying much because he <laughs> he did a lot of those. He did a lot of work. Yeah, he 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 never said no to a job, and it shows. He's like t- today's Robert De Niro. Every yeah, private yeah. school isn't cheap. <laughs> De Niro has a new baby. He ha- he needs a college fund for that baby. Oh God! <laughs> the Sam the Sam Jackson School of Movie Making, right? Yeah, I'm available. You know, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. If you make my rate, you know. God. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the. So we had to talk, talk about like some of the visual stuff, but it's yeah. like I love the 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 uh, colors of the sex comedy part, and like <laughs> it's big and colorful, and like it's just like big and broad, and then you get to the death camp, and it's muted, but muted for a purpose, not muted to be muted like Hollywood likes to do right now. Yeah, but it's like it's it's dusty and gross, and just it it like you could, like you can feel. The, like the set design by looking at it. Do you mean muted like Netflix thinks Mexico is yellow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Sa- it's sadly not just Netflix with that though. That's true, but I. <laughs> but it's like Mexico City, and then the whole place is yellow. And it's like, um, I've never been there, but I don't think it's yellow. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, no, there's a, there's actually an article about that about. <laughs> oh um, really? This, I, yeah, this idea that Mexico is like is like is like yellow. I mean, breaking <laughs> Breaking Bad did it also. It's like, <laughs> and I remember when the first time I, the first time I went to Mexico, I was like, it's not yellow here. <laughs> <laughs> time for me to leave. You guys aren't yeah. yellow. Disappointment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I digress. But like, yeah, the the, yeah, I think the that that use of the green. Yes inside the uh the and then blue oh god it's like it's it's so funny because like it could be like sexy but it mm-hmm. totally isn't it's <laughs> like it's like she's it's like she's it's like he's like okay 
this is gonna we're gonna give it the sexy lighting and we're gonna yeah. give it like the mood and the space but yeah. i'm gonna give you this shirley stoller who's gonna do everything <laughs> to not be unsexy and um giancarlo is gonna like you know when he's like kissing her arm like, uh, 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 like and like and i don't i don't know what lens she's using but she gets it's kind of like a wide lens she's like the widest lens possible to kind of make it seem like wonky like like, yeah. like everything is like out of balance yes so yeah. so well, yeah so, yeah so because it is out of balance so it's like it's like it becomes really really funny so you're like watching it you're just like oh my god but then also like it's just nasty because like you can't because like, you're, you're not like you're not like all all out laughing but you're like just kind of like holding yourself like what the hell is this? <laughs> but then she yeah. like crushes you when he like when she like you know he can't he can't get it up and then like she she's like she's like she's like all right eat some food and if you don't i'm gonna kill you you know i was dying at that point she has a bowl of food has a bowl of food and, and, then, and then she and then she just gets naked and he tries he's just on top of her and she has like no she her reaction she's doing this till, till the same shirley stole the re, like yeah whatever yeah. Okay. And like her suck. face just doesn't move. And so I was dying with the fact that her expression just doesn't change and she makes no noises and you just hear him grunting and miserable. Yeah. She's like and she's, she's like she's, she's like you suck. <laughs> at one point he's like flipped upside down and you see his his feet at her shoulders. Right. Yes. Yes. What is going on? Or like she looks at Hitler and then he's supposed to look at Hitler. Hitler <laughs> on the wall. I was dying. You know, and she's made him the whole time too. She's oh. like, "Look, man, I know what you're doing. You know, <laughs> I know what you're doing. Okay, all right, just do your thing." You yeah, know. it's like I'm so hungry, but my heart is full of love, and that surpasses my starvation. I was like dead. <laughs> oh my god, his he just keeps going. It's it's so much. Dude yeah. just and keeps going. I'm like, you Bro, get that flashback you- of like. Uh, it feels like a Fellini moment of like he he has a little boy seeing like oh with his mom, <laughs> with, but you get a flashback of him like with his friend seeing like a, a dancing woman. Oh it's like, yeah, it's, is this supposed to be like his first boner? I, yeah, sure I, I think so. I think he was trying I to think, think so. about ways in order to actually be able to, to get up to make love to her so that he'd survive, which is why his but, eyes were closed. <laughs> but that's like, like, and that's great. Like who? Who really makes and who really makes movies about? Because when you watch movies with, where sex is involved, you usually see sex as like a thing of like, I you know a, a completion of like a people in love or like right. people are like out of love and someone's kind of in love, but you right. never see sex that's just like completely like I need to have sex to like get out of something, right? <laughs> And like, yes. and like, and and the person, like the person who's trying to get out of it, is the person trying to like make the sex happen. Yes. <laughs> and like, and you just never see it like that. Like it's just like it's 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 amazing no. just to find because she totally makes sex unattractive. Like oh, it's not time. attractive at all. No, it's and not. Like, and even when people try to, outside of like maybe like sexual assault, but some people try to do, make make that attractive, which which is definitely weird. Um, right. But um. 
you you still see people try to make it somewhat attractive, even if it's like maybe not fully wanted by one of the parties or something like that. They try to right. make it like you know somewhat of attractive. Like I, I'm kind of in love with you, but like whatever, you know. Right. I, I'll I'll figure it out, but we'll still make it pretty. She's like, nope. <laughs> I'm gonna make sex completely unpretty. It's gonna be nasty. It's just not. It's, you you will not enjoy sex at all. It's and, gonna be just ugly. Yeah, I was like, it's into great. the great point you made earlier of like him calling all the women whores. Now who's the whore exactly? Who's the whore? Right, and right. what it is. It's like you know exactly. It is, and, and then because I find it so funny, he's like, "So you became a whore at the end?" She's like, "Yes," <laughs> and then, and then at the end, and it's like, "Yeah, bro." Like, but then he does, he says, "Whatever," and it's like, "Oh," I, and I do think at some level he understands it I, at this right. point, on some level, small level, but like I think he gets it that like, yeah, I think the survivalist level of the fact that's the whole reason why. But I mean, yeah, yeah. A little different. That's like the only option that they have versus he's just a terrible person, <laughs> so. right? Yeah, right. and once over, she just pushes him off like like nothing. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious, dude! She's like, "Get off of me!" It's you so know. funny. Yeah, it's I just so love her funny. face doesn't change and she never makes a noise. <laughs> no, she, like it's the most uns. And it and it and it and you have two thoughts on that: either she's just a cold Nazi wench, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> or he really just sucks. <laughs> or probably well, both. Well, in Swept Away, apparently he's the only man that she ever had. So I would go that she's <laughs> she's right. a Nazi wench. <laughs> she's a Nazi wench. <laughs> right. You know, Nazis like, can't even What does sodomize me mean? I don't know. Don't use those big words. I was dying. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Nazis, not, Nazis can't feel anything. <laughs> No. Yeah, and yeah, and I like I like because yeah, that that point you get like the uh, the uh, uh, really uh, like bright green lights, yeah, and, and blue, yeah, and, yeah. and blue, and it contrast to the first the timeline wise when you see um uh Giancarlo and he's yeah. walking to the club and you just see like his legs and it pan up and and he's all in red and it's like <laughs> look at this guy he's so cool and then you realize oh no he sucks. <laughs> I was thinking of um, what's the the uh, Henry George Clouseau movie like uh, Inferno? I think. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was thinking of that with the different color changes. I was like, of course she's gonna get like like super fancy and crazy with the colors and the lighting and the sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> like after everything we've been through. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's like the, the whole sex scene ends with like, okay, you're you're uh, captain of the barrack, and you have to. F- uh, kill people. Kill six people. Yeah, six people. She said, yeah. and like, and then if he didn't, she said that he would have to. All of them would be eliminated. Yeah, which is like definitely something like Nazis did so many games like that with people. Oh in, yeah, in, those, in concentration camps, they were constantly doing like weird little fucked up games. So it, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. He didn't uh, go with what his friends wanted, and he. I, right. se- it looked like he selected people randomly as opposed to his friends, which ultimately his friends die anyway because they yeah. refuse to not be chosen, which is, I mean, at least for me, the most disturbing part of the movie. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, and like, it's just, I like the uh, recurrence of he shoots someone at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what the, like the, the smoking gun of the whole movie was he accidentally killed someone. And this time right. he, he has, he's forced into killing someone. Yeah. And this time it's someone he actually cares about. Where the first time it was just some pimp that he didn't like. But this time it's like, 
I have to kill like the one person who actually likes me uh, <laughs> on, on any yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going to the beginning. One of the funny things is like, there's always this joke about the guy who like packs the gun, but he can't fight. Yes. And, I, and I always <laughs> loved, I love that he just gets like, he throws the gun out, do rolls up on him, but just beats his ass with one punch <laughs> and he's knocked out right you know and then but then yeah like and then when he goes to shoot the guy the minute he shoots him by accident you realize he probably never planned to shoot the guy in the first place exactly yep. yeah because he's, well, yeah. he's a coward yes yeah. he's a coward mm-hmm. you know like he never you know he never planned it at all and 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 then when he has to like cut up his body it's like you know he 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 doesn't he's not made of that sterner stuff that you know people who are truly wicked wicked in like that that, <laughs> that like sociopathic kind of way yep mm-hmm. are you know he's not though he likes to purport that he is right to everyone right yeah yeah um, uh, since we're kind of wrapping up there's a couple uh, moments I needed to bring up one is uh, before the sex scene with Shirley Stoller. Uh, when he's in asylum, he and he gets told like th- how he can uh, get out. Mm-hmm. He says, "I want to live," and then you get the, uh, the hard cut into him with Shirley Stoller, <laughs> right? <laughs> and no, and it's so much you're like, "Whoop!" <laughs> that, that that's pretty much it. Just I love, uh, and, and some of the cuts are like purposely very funny and like uh, ironic. On purpose, yes. but like that one really stuck out. Like it's just so funny. Of I want to live, and it's like, well, this is what you have to do to live. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like I like how fantastical that like yes. her like Fort Miller movies are, but like they're still grounded enough. Like even though this like Seven Beauties is this uh, like a raucous sex comedy mixed with like very serious uh, uh, war drama stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's it manages to feel real enough, but yes. they're still, but but it's so heightened that, yeah, it's just such a very bizarre balance. It's like I don't know how, I don't I don't understand how Vert Mueller did it. She's talented. She had a gift. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's something that's teachable. Yeah, I think also, she's not. I think it has to do with her kind of like lefty. You could tell she's not a religious person. Yep. So she she's like she's very much like she's grounding. She wants to ground all of her films in like material reality. Mm-hmm. So I think where she's fantastical probably in like her her camera work mm-hmm. or her like or like her way of like looking at the world. The actual things are all things that actually happen, right? And they're and mm-hmm. they're actual people. So like they might be like a a heightened version of it but they're but they are real like all of those people you mm-hmm. know like it's funny I, I do have a friend he's italian and he's seen the movies and he did say to me he was like look i have uncles like characters in her movies <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah he said he said to me like like she's like there's there's there are specific like oh. vibes that God. she gets like one hundred percent. She's like she has like I have uncles like that. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, because he's he's wow. from he's he's a, he's Italian American, but 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 like first gen. His family is like from Italy, like you know all that. Wow. And he says like no, and he says like those characters are definitely built on like real people, like the machismo, like the yeah. machismo, the 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 kind of uh, the 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 real insistence on like okay. being right. Yep. And yep. like this, this like this is the perspective. This is how you have to go do it. You must make it like this. He's like, no, yeah, <laughs> that's some real shit. That's real shit. Oh, God. That's real. He's that's like, that's funny. very real. Oh wow. You know. Wow. So I think she she likes to. I think that's what it. I think she grounds. You know. Yeah. Where she's different than like she's not like thinking about like ex- existential philosophizing and right. Yada yada yada. She's like, nope. This is she's the very world. Grounded. Yeah, she's very, she's extremely grounded, which doesn't necessarily yeah. make her, which, which which doesn't make her less complex though, because she is very no. complex. Like, like I, yes. I, I don't think her films, I think people would mistake that for being like, you know, simplistic. No, they're like they're, they're extremely not. complex. Oh yeah, no, they're extremely complex. But um, she's grounded in reality. She's like, you know, this yep. is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want mm-hmm. to bring up a, a couple people. Uh, one is a. Uh, 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 Ellen uh, Elena uh, Fiore, yeah, uh, who plays his sister, and she's in mm-hmm. Seduction Mimi. She's in a couple <laughs> of of her mo- of her movies. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love her. She's great. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I only ever seen her in Vert Wheeler movies, but uh, I mean, I really hope she had a a, a great career because she is so talented. She's r- very funny. <laughs> she is funny. She wasn't. She I don't. She wasn't in a ton of movies though. I did look mm-hmm. her up. She did. She was not in a ton of movies, but I, I think a lot of those people also were in a lot of like Italian TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yes. like you know, they, a lot, especially I, I at that time, a lot of TV in, in Italy yeah. was, was 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 very big. And yep. the guy who played Francesco, his friend, uh, Piero Delorio. Uh huh. Uh, he didn't do that mm-hmm. much, but yeah, but I like his performance. It's just enough. He's yeah, a good, he's a great straight man to uh, John Carlo yep. being ridiculous, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's it's, it's a great like a uh, grounding element. Like to me, you're saying like there's there a bunch of characters who, who ground, uh, like you have John Carlo being ridiculous, but you have a bunch of people around him who are like, no, this is the real world. You have to get real. You have to get get with reality. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Deal with shit. Deal yes. with shit. Exactly. Yeah, so uh yeah there's in th- oh, and the cinematographer who is who was it uh Tonino Deli Coley right mm-hmm. who well, she who, worked with she worked with him pretty pretty steadily didn't Fellini, she I think, from, from, too mm-hmm. yeah and I think he did some yeah, Fellini uh, films too if I remember correctly yeah yes uh what was it he did. Oh, um, he did Once Upon a Time in America. Yes. Yeah. And Life is Beautiful. Oh, he did a lot. Yeah, he did Spirits of the Dead. Seg- uh, the segment. Uh, which one was? It? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I just want to bring him up. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, he was there Once Upon Once Upon a Time in the West also. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So Sergio Leone too. Then that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did solo. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. very yeah, 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 he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't work. I think that much with 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 Vert with, with Mueller, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And he did the Cameron, the my least favorite of the trilogy of life. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, it, it's still uh-huh. good, but yeah. uh, I like the other two more. Less. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So that's uh, that's it. Uh, Seven Beauties is, uh, in my opinion. For, oh, I remember one thing I want to say. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, Army of Shadows to me has a similar vibe to uh, Seven Beauties. I can't really I pinpoint. No, what? I I think it. Yeah, you know why I like it, and it, I think they're similar. They're World War Two movies that don't focus on the battlefield. They focus hmm. on the courage of people kind of involved. Yeah, which I think are very important. Like there, yeah. there's like like when we think, I think at least in America, when we think of World War Two films, we think of like Saving Private Ryan and shit, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, but like I I've always found movies like Seven Beauties, Army of Shadows to be more fascinating. Oh, definitely. Because um, it 100%. showed how, yeah, I, I, it showed how complex World War Two was as a time, and I think, uh, yeah. you know, and I think also like, I mean, Army of Shadows is a different kind of sad ending. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Good and Melville lord. was actually in like the French Resistance. Like. Yeah, he well, also like he said he made the movie about his friends, which I'm like, oh, right? I'm like, like, those are your, those are your friends. I'm sorry, bro. Damn, <laughs> homie. Yeah. Damn, homie. Like that's gotta suck. Oh, big he time. Actually, he actually like was friends with like. The criminal types he made movies about. Yeah. 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 yeah so like, yeah. I, like movies are authentic, quote unquote, to a point. But like, when you watch Melville, you're like, oh, he knows these people. He knows. Oh, these he was because he was completely. in the thick of it. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, that, as much as people like, uh, I mean, with Saving Private Ryan, for me, it's just the opening that is the only part of the movie I think is interesting. Like, I guess. I agree. Remove this <laughs> if you want to edit that out. That's it. Like because no, Melville yeah. lived it, like he was in the thick of it. He was, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, resistance. A, That's totally different a, from Spielberg making a movie. <laughs> yeah, he's an actual hero. He actually, yeah, went out, did yeah. like actual missions and like killed Nazis. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and one of the few people to survive it. Like a lot of exactly. Just, like, just, does they die? Like I was thinking, like at the end of Army of Shadows, when you're like, oh okay, well maybe a couple of them. Oh, they all died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so real. It's 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 yeah. honestly what he experienced. So yeah. 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 And, and it's like, very different uh, from getting you know Tom Hanks on the beach. You know, so. Right. And Matt <laughs> yeah. Damon, was I a good human? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> was I? Am I a good man? Oh God, I God. hate that scene so much. I'm it's, sorry. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. shitty. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the only like World War Two dad movies I like are Dirty Dozen and um, Cravescape. <laughs> Dad movie. Dirty, yes. I, dirty, 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 because it, it's Lee Marvin, man. You know, it's, it's yes. just fun. <laughs> it, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's Chuck Bronson, and he's actually trying, so it's like, oh, he's great. He's yeah, great. Yeah, he's not when, cashing in on he, that one. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not yeah. Age Bronson when he stopped caring. It's like, I, when he cares, like, God damn, this guy is so charismatic. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Lee Marvin for me, it's always point blank. Like that's the movie for me. Oh, that's like, yeah. You know, that point movie's blank. great. Just that, just that walk down down yes. the hallway of of the airport. That's all. Yes. That's what it's all about. <laughs> the swagger. Yeah. The swagger is coming for you. Yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, since this was kind of about uh, Fernando Ray, what is your favorite? Uh, you guys' favorite Fernando Ray movies? Oh, for me. Movies? Oh, okay. God. Or a movie. It's a bunch of stuff for me. 
Like Discreet Charm is probably my favorite movie with him. I love Discreet Charm. Yeah, I'm 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 probably in the Discreet Charm camp. Yeah. Camp is number my number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's probably my number one. I love him uh, in that. <laughs> uh, me too. He's in, he's so hilarious in yes. that movie. Yes. God, he's so fucking hilarious in that movie. Um, up, uh, obscure object also. Yes. Yeah. Is a is is amazing. It's all the Benwell stuff for me. Yeah, me too. He yeah. he he sh- he shined really really heavily in 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 the Bunuel movies. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he also he is great in the French Connection. Also, he is. like, yeah. I mean, he's which which like which like the story that he actually was the person they wanted to cast is, is yeah, that much uh, more hilarious. Yeah, Friedman right. was like, I want the I want the guy from the Bunuel movie, and it got <laughs> yeah. Fernando Ray. Right. Yeah. Fernando, like, then you mean Fernando Ray? <laughs> no, the other guy. <laughs> Yeah, Friedkin's like, oh yeah. <laughs> the guy gets on set and he's he's the wrong dude. He's like, oh, that's not who I wanted. You said Fernando Ray. Oh, that's not Fernando Ray. <laughs> Damn. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, like, but the, the the Tristana also. Yes. Yeah. He's great yeah. in that. Like he's yeah, but he it, is in, great in Tristana. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. discreet like charm. No, he's a, he's hilarious. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of discreet charm when I think of him. That's the first movie that comes to mind for me. So, yeah. Yeah. But well, definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, quintet. Uh, I uh, I I like quintet can, mm. can the quintet enough. I don't love it, but that's a fascinating, strange movie. And that's the first time I was like. This this Fernando Ray guy is pretty fucking cool. And this is before I watched <laughs> Boonwell stuff. He is cooler yeah. than Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I Quintet. Think I think Quintet was maybe the second movie I had ever seen him in. Because mm. I, I saw I saw French Connection when I was like a teenager, and then I saw Quintet when I was like nineteen or twenty. Mm. Yeah. So that was the second time I had ever seen him. I didn't see any Boonwell Boonwell films until I was like maybe like twenty one or twenty two. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, okay, that's it. So, this uh, oh yeah, recommendations for 1975. Oh, I have only a couple quick ones that are uh, two are pretty basic, and <laughs> one is not so basic. Uh, Nashville like Altman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nashville is perfect. It has uh, Shelley Duvall in it, so yep. I will. I like it regardless. And uh, I, I, I love Shelley Duvall in movies so fucking much. Yes. She shows up, she's Shit. like an alien. It's so hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Nashville's awesome. And other kind of obvious one, The Man from Hong Kong. Yes. If you know me, I'm, I'm an action guy. And that movie has real sense of danger where it's like, like there's a part where um, George uh, James Bond, I forgot mm-hmm. his name, is on fire. It's like, Oh, he actually is on fire in this scene. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and the stunt work from Jimmy Wang Yu is an incredible. I know he's a shitty person. Everyone knows he's a shitty person. Just look up any story about him. He's a, mm-hmm. a, a awful human being, but a great, um, a, a great performer. I believe it's the movie where he had to kiss a white woman and he uh, caught, caught a couple of flies, put them in his mouth. So we need to kiss the white woman. The flies would go inside her mouth. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he was—he was a dickhead. It, yeah. Uh, it's well documented. Yeah. <laughs> and the not so um, 
uh, basic one is Zala, the Simbin movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. Kind of hard to find. Um, if you ask around people who might have been on the show before, you can get a hold of it. But it's great. It's a That's sad a time. Movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, it took, it took a couple of times for me to finally get on its wavelength, but now it's now it's like this movie is incredible <laughs> but it's a tire about Senegal post uh, post um, independence and being like well are they really independent anymore yeah and yeah. the answer is kind of not really no yeah and uh, it's just uh, it's like a folk tale about a politician who can't get a boner anymore <laughs> and it ties into a whole political metaphor right and Salah is like a it's a curse. It's like a curse. Basically, uh, uh, Mark Kessler called it Curse of Limp Dick. Because that's <laughs> yes. That is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's God, a really mean-spirited satire. If you're yeah. into that stuff, uh, yeah. you'll find it hilarious. If you don't find mean-spirited satires good or hilarious, you probably won't find this movie funny at all. But You probably yeah, shouldn't watch Seven mean. Beauties anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just love how mean spirited some bench stuff can get and still be hilarious and poignant at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um. Well, I, this is a very obvious movie I, I'll, I'll pick first, but like, it is probably my favorite movie of all time. So, Dog Day Afternoon was seventy five. So, like, you oh, know, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't like not just mention it. So, like, it's there. Um. Uh, harder to find movies one or harder uh, the the traveling players was seventy five. Oh, cool! Yeah, which is like incredible. I, I always tell people I said that's like, well, I, I wouldn't saw that. That was like the, one of the best, like, like the best four hour movie experience I had ever had. Like, it was so great to watch in a movie theater. I, I was I was amazed by it. A movie that I saw recently that I I hope is streaming soon. Is one way or another by uh, Sarah Gomez, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Cuban filmmaker. I saw it at BAM last year, or um, and I was hoping that they would start streaming it. It's really good. It's a really, really, really. I didn't doubt that it would be good, but like you know, you hear about these movies that are like lost, and you just never know. And then like you see it, and you're like, and you're so happy that it, it like lives up to the hype. It was. Right. It's really a great original like dynamic film and um i hope it gets streaming soon because like it's a really it's a really really great film sounds like something movie would pick up yeah i'm shocked i'm and i'm kind of shocked because like it's been completely restored and everything i i I, i'm having this weird thing about these movies that are like get all these restorations like i'm cuba got a restoration like four years ago and they still haven't put it on fucking like blu-ray and i'm like what the fuck are y'all doing like why (laughs) why they're too busy being stupid and like censoring other movies and shit exactly it's like come on put out the shit we want to actually be able to see especially you spend all this money to like rematch to, 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 to redo it, are you just gonna put it in like you know the closet again? Come on. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not a superhero movie that's four hours long. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's or some horror movie from the '90s that only horror fans care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's true. I've been kind of salty lately with Blu-ray culture. It's like, it, I don't give a fuck about some random ass horror movie from the '70s. Can we get other stuff? <laughs> Yeah. I totally no. I totally agree with you. Or like, or like movies that are like, like, like you you don't really like. You just yeah. like the nostalgia factor of it. 
it know. fits in with the whole like I miss blockbuster culture. It's like I don't know if you do. It's like were you actually there when like blockbuster was a thing? Because like <laughs> I remember when blockbuster was a thing and it was expensive and they had just shitty movies for me to watch. I hated blockbuster. Nothing. I hated blockbuster. It killed all the yeah. good ones and it, yeah, it killed the good mo- the good yeah. movie houses. And then I was stuck in the special interest section and it was like nothing I wanted and it was just like some yoga videos and shit. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Like so, right. yeah, no. Like it's just all this fake idea of it being great when it wasn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Nostalgia's dangerous. It is. Mhm. But. Amanda, do you go yet? I did not. So, um, for me, 1975. I mean, Jaws is a classic. Y'all should have seen yeah, that. So yeah, I don't yeah. feel the need to recommend that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dog Day Afternoon is also great, and M2V covered that. So. Um, for me, um, I'm trying to think of something that might not be known. I really have always loved A Boy and His Dog. Um, I think that movie's great. It's this really weird, like, post-apocalyptic movie that reminds me of those, um, Fallout video games. They clearly took a lot from it. But, uh, the movie, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing, but it's just a cool experience of, like, a guy that has a telepathic dog that talks to him. Um, and this guy is a really young Don Johnson, and it's just this really weird sci-fi movie that I don't think they would make today, let alone ever again. And it's just a cool experience. So um, if you haven't seen it, definitely um, the A Boy and His Dog. That's a cool movie. And then um, aside from that, I think the other, maybe another weird one that nobody has seen. Um, I don't know if it's that weird, but Black Moon, we, we talked about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before well, honest, the, well, one per- the person who hated it is not here. I know the person that hated it is not here, so I feel I feel I'm able to talk about it. But basically, <laughs> like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Joel hated it. Um, it, I wouldn't say it's definitely not for everyone. It's freaking weird, and if you like yeah. anything that's like Alice in Wonderland and like a uh, fantasy and a girl trying to escape like a current reality, and it's just entirely strange with with unicorns and rats and all sorts of animals talking to her and, and it's rex uh, harrison's rex harrison's granddaughter yes um yeah. it's it's a cool like little weird movie if you're into to fantasy and just some some cool stuff and and louis mall is definitely um an awesome uh, french filmmaker so it's just yeah. a really a cool little weird fantasy experience so i'd say they give that a shot um and I think lastly, uh, John Huston's The Man Who Would Be King. That movie's amazing. I think it's from this year as well with Sean Connery mm. and Michael Caine. That movie's really cool. Um, I think maybe more people know about it, but if you don't, give it a give it a try. But it's these two uh, clearly British actors, so Sean Connery and Michael Caine, and um, they become these uh, basically god rulers. And I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it's it's a fun and and cool little movie. And I think that's maybe a little more popular, but give it a shot. I think it's good. I think they're great together, and that movie's definitely a fun experience. So, yeah, those are my movies. Okay, perfect. And um, I don't know when this episode will be coming out, but in the probably summertime. But, okay. Uh, I will be on Movies from Hell uh, on a Hey Dan episode because uh, Bradley is uh, recovering from, I think, a spinal or back injury. Ouch. Oh, my God. He's 
Speedy recovery. Wow. That yeah. Hurts. That's, uh, that sounds awful. That yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's affected his. Well, something like affect the medicine like affected his memory and sees. Oh, oh man. Okay. That, that's that's the reason they haven't posted many episodes All lately. The best. Yeah. He apparently is uh, recovering. He's doing pretty well. He's is up to re- he. According like according to him a week or two ago he is able to record again or will be able to record again pretty soon hopefully but mm-hmm. anyway so I'll be on a Haydan episode because Bradley is uh, indisposed and I will talk about the night comes for us and vengeance of an assassin cool. because they're similar action movies one is very goofy and I I think is leans on being a bad movie. But I think it's kind of interesting in its badness. Another one is a classic. And um, I picked those because they're action movies and Bradley would say no if he was if he was on uh, able to record. <laughs> so uh, I get to talk about stuff with Dan that aren't that basically hey Dan episode are just like, what will Bradley say no to? We can talk about this now. <laughs> so yeah, talk about that and um for Grumpire, I wrote a thing on Godfrey Cambridge oh, uh, yeah. a week or two ago. And I have another thing coming out on Stormy Weather and how it's secretly a punk movie <laughs> coming out soon. And I have some other stuff for them I'm working on. One on uh, The Baby, one of my favorite movies ever. And uh, some recent African films from Nigeria that uh, I'm still trying to figure out what the point what what my main idea will be in the article but yeah so uh, those are being the vague feature all right um, amanda you got stuff um as far as what i have um i i have a few friends that um do um a nerdy podcast and i mean this in the nicest way guys um they're one of a million podcasts that do that <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I talked about, um, Fast X, cause they know I am not a fan of the Fast and Furious movies, so they make me watch them and then talk about them. Oh my gosh, I, I feel for you as someone who's not a fan of those movies Thank at you. all. Thank you, it was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. And apparently there's three parts to this one, so they're relishing in the idea that I have to come back two times. They're so bad. Uh, <laughs> so not to spoil uh, so so wizard podcast I talked about fast X and uh, yeah that was an experience so if you want to see listen to me talk about how much I'm uh, a huge fan of those you're gonna have a great time um, aside from that um, I had movie food podcast so like Carlo and Steve they had me on to talk about since I play video games and I'm a nerd um, they had me talk about the new Super Mario Brothers movie and the wizard um, and just uh, and then the original Mario movie from the 90s and uh, that was cool and uh, I was none of them are great <laughs> the so. 90s one is fascinating it's very interesting that that's a movie um and it's not available anywhere because nintendo doesn't want to admit that that happened <laughs> so they i should. was it's really, yeah it's re- i think it's cool and how it's a giant it's, misfire right so like i was like oh my god the blu-ray is like that expensive and i was like uh guys do you have a way i can watch this because it's not streaming anywhere and i don't want to buy this blu-ray 
So, um, I guess to put it nicely, they helped me out so I could rewatch it before the oh, episode. <laughs> but it's, it's um, closer to Blade Runner than it is Mario. Yes, it's and especially the way the Goombas look. The movie's just um, it's interesting. I feel like it would have been better if it wasn't based on Mario. <laughs> but uh, there's that. So if you want to listen to that too, uh, Movie Food uh, recently did a, a kind of a video game episode where I was on and I talked about the new Mario movie, the old one, and The Wizard. Um, but yeah, that's it. Aside from that, I'm on Twitter at WMassLiberty, and um, it's just kind of chill, and I don't really like doing anything other than just, you know, hey, here's a, here's a movie I'm watching that I think you should check out. Um, so feel free to reach out, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. All right, and Tume, you're, uh, you're a busy man making movies, being the teacher. Yeah. Making um, music. Yeah, uh, what's been going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finally on break, which is good. Um, and uh, I have my Patreon that I've been doing. And I've been doing more stuff on it recently. Um, this summer will be a lot more active. I, I think I, I did an interview with my good friend Jason Smith from um, Radio B-Sots, who's like a – he's kind of – he's been doing the podcasting thing before it was, like, popular. So we had, like, a nice – conversation about the history of podcasting for someone who's kind of been there from like you know the pre-beginning of everything you know the prologue era um and uh yeah and then and then have some things coming in uh for the summer some good some good conversations and uh i'm also just spending the uh the summer finishing editing my movie so trying to get that out next year so yeah that's pretty much that i'm not appearing on anything anytime soon um but yeah hopefully it'll uh, i'll make some appearances during the summer but yeah you will be you will return for the skin i live in yes i don't don't know when that will be okay (laughs) and amanda you're gonna return for um uh, what's uh cemetery of splendor? Oh, cool! Thanks for the reminder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because Ke- uh, Martin Kessler. Yeah, with Martin Kessler. Oh, awesome! Be, uh, Martin's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So coming up, recording wise, uh, there's gonna be a, a long, a, a little bit of break in recording. Nice. Because uh, uh, I'm going on vacation to visit uh, J Dog in Utah. Cool. Very nice. Uh, for for our birthdays, which are uh. Ad- uh, our our side by side. My birthday is the day after his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it's weird how how we're that's like very that. weird. That's very weird. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So recording episode on cruising, <laughs> episode on. Oh yeah. I, I really love that movie, even though that's it's a cool movie. Yeah, uh, cruising, and one with Marcus Penn talking about. This is crazy. Uh, you guys. You ready for this? Marcus Penn likes the movie Uncle Boon Me. <laughs> did, did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. No, never. I, I've never heard him once talk <laughs> about that movie. No. I got to harass yes. him now on the internet. I'll message him. <laughs> I'll just send him a picture of Uncle Boon Me. <laughs> yeah, so Marcus will be uh, re- make his debut on the season with Uncle Boon Me. Oh, and uh, uh, record <laughs> one on, on Women on the Verge coming up in like a month or so oh so, cool yeah that's uh yeah and if anything else comes up i'll let you that you two know if, if it think it'd be good fit and uh cool. thank you yeah, thank you for your time all right and cool shutting it down now
Our theme music is by James Fell. Our logo is by Andrew Bargeron. You can find him as Jemetsko on Threadless, TeePublic, Redbubble, Shirt Woot Catalog, and T-Theory. That is spelled G-I-M-E-T-Z-C-O. You can find our show in previous seasons on Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and other places where you can find podcasts.